Bill, we are back. Good to hear from you, Scott. Always, always. You know, you can never rush greatness. That's what they say. <laughs> I mean, it's that between like what, what we were doing, 277 and 278. I mean, this is, you can't rush greatness. No, no. So we are, uh, New Persuasive Words is back. Yeah. And the word is, the word is kind of out there in, yeah, in, in, I, we've, in, in, in certain circles. Well, all right. I, and I did say, I did let people know that we were coming back. I did put that on uh, Resident Exile and a couple other places. So, and I think we let we leaked it to a few people. So I am sure that uh, the intelligence uh, services got a hold of it. Picked. Well, up. I, I got a message from one of our good friends today, wondering if we were really coming. Who was who was a podcaster who's been a guest on the show and. We will leave it to people's imagination. Was he supportive? He just he just uh, was trying to confirm, like was intelligence uh, confirmation. Of, it was more of a point of fact, right? Yeah, it was I heard you know? Is it really true? This is really well. Um, so I guess we should catch up a little bit because we have been uh, radio, we've been on radio silence for uh, gosh, almost. Um, not quite 18 months, about 16 months. We, we missed COVID. Well, we <laughs> This was because of Bill's radicalism. We had to go underground. I mean, really, we were getting pursued. I mean, people were, we were. Yeah. Well, you know, we were on the run. Those, uh, those last months of the Trump administration were, were tough ones. Yeah. So, uh, and, um, so yeah, I, I, was, I was on the run a bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's good to be back. And uh, we've got some ideas for future things, too. So it's... Uh, yeah, we, we've, we've had a good respite, and, um, and our lives have changed a bit, so we're, we're looking forward to new beginnings, right? Absolutely, new beginnings, and also for an old grudges, maybe. <laughs> well, you know... I'm feeling particularly unsanctified today. Unsanctified. Well, I, I, have a, I have a nice red wine over there, but I just open it, and I'm letting it breathe, and I think it works really well. Uh, with a side order of grudge. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what you need, really. Yeah, I mean, really. A little bit of red wine and uh, a little cheese. And uh, yeah, actually, um, the last time we were podcasting, my son John was living with me. And uh, he, we're now, uh, he's moved on with his life and, uh, and uh, doing well. And so, yeah. So, but I'm actually having dinner with John. So it'll be good to reconnect. So it's funny. We spent, you know, every, almost every evening together for a couple of years, but we both, you know, we, we both have good things happening in our personal lives. It's but, fantastic. Uh, but we do miss, we miss each other. So I'm looking forward to reconnecting with John. Um, I think, I remember you one time offered John a job you didn't have. You offered him a youth director's job for a position that didn't exist. I remember that one time. I, I don't even know that I did that, but yeah, you did. Well, I think, I think there was... There was a lot of metaphysical imbibing going on. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. I, John is one of my favorite people. He's a great John, guy. John's good, good person. He, uh, he, and he's one of the few people that has seen the bunker. He saw the which bunker. Which no longer exists. No longer exists. You know. Um, well, we had to blow it up as the Russians were coming closer. Exactly. We had to. We had to, we had <laughs> we to had really. To, we didn't. We, we couldn't. We didn't want to be caught in there with the Russians. No, so, we had to burn files. I mean, it was a very traumatic. It, it was a thing. traumatic thing. So we're kind of. We're not starting over per se, but this is a reboot, and uh, it's yeah. radio-free new persuasive words. I mean, that's what we're doing. I mean, it's like radio-free Europe and things like this. This is radio. It's a global project. 
it is a global project. You know, it's it's an interesting thing too. And um, you know, it was funny. I, I, there's some things that I think are are much more um, pessimistic. Uh, you know, it's funny. There, I, it's it's an interesting. I think we have some important discussions to have about the church because I uh, talk to a lot of my colleagues who are not doing great right now. Oh, there are several articles in mainstream media outlets that are talking about clergy just dropping out, Jewish, Christian clergy just dropping out, that they were on the kind of precipice of the edge, yeah. and the COVID thing pushed them over. Yeah, I, I think there's, yeah, and I think um, I think the radicalization of uh, evangelical politics um, and the inability you know you and i used to talk about this a lot the it used to not matter you know you you couldn't tell whether or not somebody was a republican or democrat by their church attendance um and I, even when i was at media which was kind of a i think it was uh those years of media we we were dodging certain trends um many a presidential election i i was pretty sure my congregation canceled each other out um that didn't at that point really create problems. Maybe, you know, at some of my last days, there were stirrings of things to come. But, uh, but boy, I, you know, I know, um, for instance, I know some evangelical pastors who left their pul pulpits uh, because of their congregation failing or, you know, their angry reaction to COVID restrictions. And a pastor, I know one, uh, I don't know him personally, but I know him by reputation. A pastor who, in an evangelical congregation, his evangelical credentials are spotless, and uh, his wife. Now for, now, for you, is that a compliment? It's. I'm just. It's just. It's, I'm. I'm being descriptive. Right. In other words, in, 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 <laughs> well, I think you know, and and you know, it's it's interesting. We, you and I, may be switched roles. I, I may be the descriptive one now, and you may take the prescriptive. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're switching. We're, we're two ways. By the way, you're the average podcast last six months. Wow. Well, how how long we we started? What years? We started at the end of 2015. Yeah. And, and ended uh, or took our hiatus in February of 2020. But nobody gets to, rarely do people get over 200 episodes or anything like this. It's just, it's, it's just interesting. I mean, well, and, that, and I don't think, I'm not necessarily saying that says anything virtuous about us or anything, but it just, it just is interesting because most people get into podcasting. Or actually, no, the statistics are actually not six months. They, they last less than six months. Right. So one month, two months, three. The, the long end of the average podcast is six months. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and you listen to them much more than I do. I, I find that I'm kind of, I'm kind of selective. Um, I, like, I like listening to some of the stuff you do. Um, I, I listen to this strange BBC, well, it's not strange, but this BBC one um, that's really fascinating. It does history, science. Um, but that, you know, I, I think... Um, I found that during our hiatus during COVID, I was working harder. I, I mean, I had uh, we added an online service. I think just the technology, the create, and, and just the general strain of trying to keep things going, um, navigating financial difficulties in churches, and then in my role, just kind of being called into other situations. 
I, I didn't have the energy, I think, to... I mean, one of the reasons I'm excited about getting back to this is that you always make me think, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that again. I, I think why we, um, why we did so many podcasts um, over the years and why we're back at it is fundamentally a function of our friendship. I think we like talking to each other. I think that's oh, absolutely. From the yeah, and I'm glad I mean, to, a, I'm glad to be a, talking to you again. Yeah, yeah, it's a rare gift when you have someone that can make you think. Yeah, and, no, you always and that you can it. stand. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is this is a rare gift in reality. Yeah, and 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 you know, there were a handful of people out there who enjoyed listening to us think together. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. So I, it was funny when I put and a, some of them are in Virginia. United Methodist ministers. You know, there's a group of United Methodists who look. These are our colleagues, and yeah. they shall remain I was, nameless. I was I was a Methodist uh, for the first seven years of my life. There we go. Don't don't cop to them. Don't 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 don't. Come I was, on. But we weren't united. This was pre-united. I'm just saying, like you know, if you think about, if you don't know who we're talking about, if you think about the way Methodists observe communion. You will you will get a clue into who we're talking. <laughs> you know the un, the non fermentation and things yeah. like this. These are these are our friends, and we're back. We're back. You know, it was interesting. I just uh, going back to the. I didn't finish the story about the evangelical guy, um, but his wife had was a person at risk. I don't know. If she had vulnerabilities, and and you know the state was. This was quite before. It was right before the state mandated stuff or strongly suggested. But his congregation, his elders, would not. Um, they would not go virtual, and they would not initially wear masks. And he said, but this puts my wife at risk, and they didn't care. And so he quit. But, that, I, you know, I, I think... so. That, I, had a, I have an evangelical pastor friend. He's both of our friends. Um, we both know him. And, he, and he's a good guy. But he said to me early on in the pandemic, look, if you're an evangelical and you say you got to wear a mask and distance it's like you're giving in to biden and the virus and i couldn't believe it wasn't implicit (laughs) (laughs) like it wasn't an undertone like it wasn't like well you know we're skeptical it was like here's the thing (laughs) yeah i I, I mean that's just unbelievable well he's a good guy but they do do bloodletting and occasionally they burn a witch out there so you know know, i mean sometimes you got to get attendance up (laughs) a good witch burning does that you know i I just think a selective uh uh well i did i did suggest a book burning to a friend of mine who uh, was offering the complete left behind series for anybody wanted them and i suggested bonfire uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that would have been what about Kindling for a Witch? Yeah. I, or a Dispensationalist, you know, who knows? Yeah. Whatever your predilections are. You know, it's funny because um, my friend Chris Curtano, who I do this podcast with the Atlas Project, he's, he's a very network guy, and he, he's giving a talk Wednesday to the European Patent Commission on Innovation. It's wow. virtual because, well, it's just like, and I didn't know this, there's only three patent commissions. There's the United States, Japanese, and... European, so he's kind of um, he's a very bright guy. It's very well networked, and he said, you know, a couple of months because I was asking him about what Boris Johnson's doing because they have this variant and things, and he said one of his best friends that's like in a very high level kind of international public health guy said, none of these decisions are going to be on health. It's all going to be politics and business. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, whether you wear ma- mask mandates and distancing and what he's like it's just not my friend just tells me it's not 
they're not listening to but you know the public health people come in say what should be done and then politics and business determines the decisions yeah no i, I have a friend a high school friend who um is very devout um guy and probably i mean leans conservative theologically but he's a public health uh expert uh teaches down in north carolina at a major university and he was just mortified <laughs> he was just mortified uh and i remember i early on in the thing i just reposted something he put on out there about the seriousness of the disease and i and i you know he was so thankful that I did it and it was just and he just the horror stories of of you know here here's a guy who really is a I mean he went into this as really a function of his faith to be a public servant uh, uh, and has done did has done a lot of good practical things as well as academic things and is putting a lot of good people out there in the field but man oh man it was a yeah I, I you know I think this kind of um uh, whatever you want to call it, that this the general failure to trust uh, the skept- the kind of hyper skepticism about people in authority. Um, that my uh, Wikipedia uh, googling uh, is equal to your uh, Nobel Prize. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's but, uh, but this goes for the left as well because I think one of the problems, you know, the CDC has said. If you're vaccinated, really, you don't have to wear masks. Right, right. And, but there's a virtue signaling on the left that says, well, if I don't wear a mask in public, I look like I'm skeptical of the disease or whatever. So it, it, it works. I mean, I'm not saying it's a moral equivalency, but there, there, there are ways the left does this as well. I mean, Oh, like, no, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it, I, I didn't have time to read it. I think it was in today's New York Times. Uh, this, there's an internal debate about it with the ACLU, which... I mean, the one thing the ACLU has always stood for is free speech. That they would, they would, um, they'll defend anyone how unpopular they may be, um, or how counter to their, you know, their natural politics may be, because this is what this is why they have existed. And there is an internal debate in the in the organization precisely around this issue because of um, there are people that are saying certain kind of. Uh, causes and virtues are more important than, I guess, the prime directive of free speech for this organization. And yeah, no, I, I, um, uh, yeah, I know it's 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 very much a problem on both sides of the aisle. And again, like like I said, I found myself. I mean, there was a store. Um, Laura and I, and by the way, Laura is soon to be my wife. I got uh, engaged while we were in hiatus. But we, um, where can our listeners register? <laughs> right, <laughs> but we went into a store, and it said, "If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask." And and so we didn't, you know, because that's what the science says, and we agree with it, and that's what the store sign said. But it was interesting the looks looks we got from some people, and uh, and you know, and then at the other at the other time, I remember in the middle of the pandemic, being in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, and I swear. Uh, a guy purposely walked into a Sheets. Which, by the way, I, I actually like Sheets sandwiches better than Wawa. I know that may. Oh, be. I I think Sheets does a great sandwich. I'm I, would, a, I 
I, yeah, I, I think uh, so. I, that might be yeah, that's, yeah, that's heresy here in, in in Eastern Pennsylvania. You can't say it in the East Coast, but like Sheets does a great sandwich. Sheets I mean, does a great sandwich. Yeah. Any rate, uh, but this guy, I think he purposely came in and was breathing on me. He didn't have a mask on, and it was like maybe maybe part of the problem is because I drive a Subaru. So I not only was driving a Subaru, but I had a mask on. So I was I was definitely. Uh, Definitely marked. Although I, someone told me that a Subaru that equally Republicans and Democrats buy Subarus. I, someone told me that the other day. So, anyway, that, that needs to be our next episode. We're gonna but, check check that data. By the way, uh, our new Twist Words is being brought to you by Subaru. Uh, by Subaru, exactly. And you could uh, give us new Subarus right now. Own, we own we'll a drive Subaru. them around. Own a Subaru. They're safe. They are safe vehicles. Uh, One of my favorite cars I've ever driven was Subaru. It was yeah. the Outback all-wheel drive. Yeah, I'm, I didn't get seriously injured because I was in a Subaru one time. Someone ran a, a four-way stop sign. By the way, um, I always say that you can tell you, the last mark of the civilization is totally collapsing is when people totally ignore the four-way stop signs. But this person... Um, and, he, and the circle. And the circle. And the, I, I like the roundabouts. I do like the roundabouts. I don't even like that. I, that is chaos. I, I think that requires so much <laughs> civil deference. Like, it, it, it's too much. Like, we can't have those in America. There was a uh, time in America we could have a roundabout. I just don't think that's our time anymore. There are a few of them. I, you know what the thing about... I, I, I know what your experience driving a roundabout. I, I had to drive in a roundabout... When I was driving a mini car, uh, stick left, you know, you know, on the other side. So the, it was on the other side of the road. It was a car that was built with the stick on the other side, and I, I had a little trouble navigating the roundabout the first couple times because I was trying to. I hadn't driven stick for a while, and I never drove a stick on the opposite side of the car. So um, the British Commonwealth was not, I, I was in a Commonwealth, uh, you know, a, a former uh, British colony, and I was uh, having troubles. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I mean, this is not, um, I'm not for circles. I'm not for, you know, any of these things. Well, in, you were, in, you, in, you were, you grew up in New Jersey, so you have, you're not even allowed to make left-hand turns in New Jersey most of the time, No, right? no, it's fantastic. <laughs> you got to do the jug hangle. But anyway, no, Subaru uh, saved me from serious injury and probably saved John's life. So anyway, so I'm a big uh, Subaru fan. I own my big Subaru guy. I own my fifth one, I think. Yeah. So anyway. Outstanding. So here we are. What, you know, like, do we have... Do you think they'll give me my next one free because of that plug? We're, we're, we're hoping. We're, we're hoping. hoping. Yeah. You know, we're hoping. So this is, this is really, we're at 278, which is not a... It's great. It's not 275. No. It's not through that. 270, it's a magic number. Well, it is a magic number. I'm sure that, uh, well, our math, uh, people out there who are math experts, um, there might be some, if it's, you know, the square root of it may be mystical. So let us know about that. If you yeah, can. Well, yeah, we'll take math notes and help. And, and, and I mean, what, what do you see going forward? Like, I mean, you know, we've got a lot behind us. Yes. We've got a lot behind us. But we got this uh, stuff going forward. Yeah, and I, yeah, I want to, uh, um, yeah, we've, we've already talked about some future episodes. But, I, you know, first of all, I just want to say it's good to be back with you, Scott. Absolutely. It, it's good to uh, whoever is going to listen to this. Thank you for coming back and new listeners. And uh, as always, we are very open to topics. We're very open to um, 
to any kind of guidance. Uh, it's funny, when I put, first put out uh, that we were coming back, I said, by popular demand, I put in brackets, all three of you. Uh, well, I know. I know at least six. <laughs> well, well somebody, somebody I don't even know uh, put on underneath and said, make it four. I'm glad you're back, too. So. Oh, no, no. And so what are, are we open to feuds? What? Like, remember the old Howard uh, no, Stern we're, we're, kind we're of open like to, yeah, we are feuds. open to feuds. You know, you know me. I'm a kind. I'm at a kinder, gentler place now. So you know, you may have to poke the bear a little bit. Although, I, I'm kind of. I kind of want a feud. I really do. Kind of want a feud. Like a family feud. I mean, let's play the feud, like kind of thing. Yeah, I yeah think. no, a feud would be nice. Just, so if we did a feud, who would you imagine we would do it with? I mean, are there people you could imagine that we would feud with? Are there, are there people alive? Like I've, I always want to yell at Zwinley. No, I'm, just, I'm saying people, people that, are that are alive, alive, right, and in the medium. Would they be somebody we would know? I guess that makes it more personal, right? If you know, I think, I think they're people that like who, who even who I have affection for, right, and have been a guest. Somebody recently said the person I kind of want to feud with in a friendly way was a guest on our show, and, yeah. and they loved the episode. But we, I think we, I think we have to play the feud once in a while. All right, we do have to play a feud. I probably should apologize about the witch-burning comment. I was joking, because he, he, he'll listen to this. I, I, <laughs> I still... <laughs> so I apologize to you. You know who you are. I apologize to you. You're, you're but, you know, to- but you know... But I am serious. If we ever play golf again, do not bring up Ronald Reagan. All right, you just guys that messed up. I already. Yeah, have- I was thinking of a different person than you're talking about. Oh, really? All right. Well, all right. Yeah, I was thinking. thinking. I was thinking of a different feuder, but I think we had multiple. Well, I wasn't like, feuding with him. I was apologizing for my. We can fight wars on multiple fronts. I was. I was apologizing for my bloodletting uh, medical comment earlier. He, he's a very by, bright. By the way, I just want to say, Bill and I have both spent significant time in Anabaptist context. And that does not like save you from bellicose rhetoric because we're both talking about feuds and wars and multiple fronts and well, yeah, it's just I, it's, they it's, are it's how it is. They are a community that bans people. They do, they do throw you out, yeah. which you know I'm not totally against. <laughs> you know, sometimes people need to be banned for a while. I, I remember uh, a church I served down in South Jersey and. Uh, there was a person who was disgruntled and I uh, and didn't I don't know, didn't like didn't like my theology and and I talk among the elders. But I said, really, Bill, who does? That's you true. Know? That's true. You know, come but on. This this was a, these were fighting these were fighting Calvinists down there in South Jersey and and uh, and so someone had told someone yeah that he was you know, mad and was going to leave the church and I and I brought it up to the elders and I said what do you want me to do and my wisest elder said you know. I don't think we should work too hard to get him back. <laughs> so that was a passive ban. I like that. Yeah. But anyway, well, we um, it's good to be back, and um, and we look forward to further further conversations, my friend. Yeah. No. This is uh, yeah. We're we're back and we're ready and uh, yeah. And also, you all have done this in the past, but if you want to send us suggestions for what you'd like us to talk with, just send it to us on Facebook Messenger or something. Look us up. Um, because I'm, yep, we I'm, like that. We we, we, we really some do. of our best podcast episodes have been at the suggestion of listeners. Absolutely, and um, yeah. So what, I, did, what does Bill Murray say in Ghostbusters? No job is too big. No fee is too big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no question is too big. No fee is too big. If you want to kick us some money 
to do it, you know, um, you know, we uh, we take American Express, PayPal, all sorts. And, of- and we we also do exorcisms too. Since you're on the ghost boat, we will do an exorcism. Yeah, no, why not? I mean, I, I you know, why not? Really? Yeah. Well, I have, you know, you you have you have. You have sent people to me to consult. On oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, no, no. There are Remember, that you did tell me you see somebody. They, they said, "Well, talk to Bill about demon possessions." Which, anyway, we have a wide range of of. Yeah, experience. I gave them everything I had. I thought, you know what? I, I really want. Like, it's like it's when the doctor says. You really should get a second opinion. That's right. <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I think you should talk to Bill about this. Like, here's everything I think and know, but I really think I would go to Bill. Really, like, you know, it's like it's it's like a cancer patient. I, I feel like I was the generalist. You were the oncologist. Yeah, and I and I think also, you know, generally, you know, we're talking about psychiatric issues, but just in case. Don't don't do it on the second floor or third floor. Try to keep on the first yeah, floor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. No, absolutely. First floors are good. Okay, well, I think that's a good word to end with. So just remember, during exorcism, stay on the first floor. First floor. That's This is the profundity you've come to expect after 277 episodes, <laughs> and now we're back. All right. Take care, brother. All right. Thanks, man. Bye now.